apostrophe I T W I T H T A N N Y and J E N N Y. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Doing it with Danny Jenny. It's a revolution in podcast. Welcome. Uh, the revolution will be podcasted, as they say. Um, thank you, Eli Braden, for that wonderful song. It gets me every time. You know, it's it, there's something about it. It's like, you know, it's 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 my national anthem. I mean, it really is. Okay, <laughs> Danny, we got to jump into this. I'm so excited about our guests. I am too. I'm always excited when I can bring Southern folks on here. But this, this woman, I am such a huge fan of. She is like selling out arenas and she's currently on the Big Panty Tour. The Big yeah. Panty Tour. <laughs> big Panty Tour. That was what I was going to name my tour. <laughs> well, you can't because it's already taken by the Queen of the South, Leanne Morgan. <laughs> Everyone, take your tops off. It's just, <laughs> just throw, your, throw your big panties out here. Leanne, like thank you so com- much for being here. This is a big time comedian we got here, right? Big time. Like way bigger than you and I. What? Oh, y'all. Honey, do y'all don't realize I've been watching y'all forever. Wow. My darling, y'all, thank y'all. I feel like I need to come and clean y'all's house or do something <laughs> for y'all having me on because I'm kind of like a kind of an outsider goober kind of comedian in the Hollywood, New York realm. And so I'm just so tickled. I feel like a cool kid at the cafeteria. I really do. I feel like I'm getting to eat with the cool kids. For us, it's just such a privilege to see some of the little people we fly over. And it's just like, it's been really special. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So nice for you to acknowledge how important we are, given that I don't even have functioning internet that (laughs) works. But Danny and I love the LA people. We we feed off of compliments. We do. It's our it's it is it's our it's our food. It's our oxygen. But um, your the the humility is like you. I see your arenas. You're like you know you're 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 Southern white Kevin Hart down there. It's like (laughs) you know you going in. It's like bananas. Like it's like stadium freaking tours. It's uh, um, yeah. He said Southern white Kevin. (laughs) So, so that out. is the greatest explanation. That's that's well, you. It only like, took twenty two years, y'all. Twenty two years of doing comedy. Is that, you, but you're I doing. Was, I mean, like that's amazing. I'm so intrigued. I have to know, like how you got started. Like you have to give us like what. So twenty two years you've been doing stand up. Yes, but I and when I say that, I mean. Probably being in clubs and getting paid and all that, probably about 19, 20 years. Wow. But yeah, but I, I had three little children, was married, had three children when I got started. My baby child was 23. She's 23. She was about a year old when I thought, okay, I'm doing it. And I always knew it in my heart I could do it. But I was from a little bitty country town and I didn't have the confidence. I didn't like... To go out young like you, Jenny, go to L.A., I could have never. I mean, I was scared to death, and I didn't know what in the world. I wouldn't have even known what to do, where to go. So I... I mean, I well, keep in mind, I, I moved out to L.A. when I was uh, 34. <laughs> so I wasn't you, like... You look like a baby. I didn't even... I thought you... I'm 43 years old. Yeah, I'm 43. 
Oh, well, you're still a baby. But you went, I didn't thought that you would have gone out there at 19. You didn't? No, I went to college and I, I was a television sports producer. I was a television news producer. And then I became a comedy writer. Because <laughs> why not? So, <laughs> it's so a weird when, step that people take. But I, I always want to ask this question because like, just to follow up because you're like a new mom. You have like, I was just talking to another comedian about it, like how hard I saw a mom get up, a new mom get up at a, at a, at a little show I did. And it was not, not great, but it was like, cause I figured like, and I always like, that's gotta be hard. How do you like, was it like just open mics around the South or was it like, how, how does it start with you? No, well, no, for me, I was, my husband and I met at UT and he bought a used mobile home business now. Wow. In the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. This is true. In we get it. You're from the South. We get it. You're from the South. You're hitting it really hard right now. <laughs> Cue the banjo music. Okay, no, go on. <laughs> well, and it was in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. And I started selling jewelry. There was no comedy clubs around right. anywhere near me. And But I knew in my heart I was going to do it. My husband and I, before we married, came out to L.A. and went to the comedy store and I watched comedians that night and I remember, I knew, I just knew I could do it. Wow. But anyway, later, years later, I have my first baby and um, I start selling jewelry. Like, you know, women sell Tupperware. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started schlepping jewelry in East Tennessee and women thought I was funny. I was, I would get up and talk about, I just had a baby. And so I'd talk about breastfeeding and hemorrhoids and <laughs> stuff like that and so that and was like your open mic thing. basically that's how you were working out your material that's yeah. amazing yeah and I had my demographic in every little living room and I would eat brownies and dip and I had a ball and women started booking so far in advance that the company noticed and asked me to start speaking at their big things and so their big sales rallies and so that's why that's how I got the confidence. Women would say, you need to be a stand-up comedian. So then my husband fast forward, sells that business. We go to work. I mean, he goes to uh, over, he's over South Texas for a big company. And we moved to San Antonio, Jenny. Well, that's where my mom's and, from. Oh, my darling. I had <laughs> a ball. I there. Yeah. I worked at KSAT 12 there. Oh, my darling. <laughs> well, the comedy club was that terrible comedy club in the mall. Do you remember uh -huh. the land, oh, River uh -huh. Center? And I started out there and then, and they were okay to me. It wasn't that great. And so I started driving to Austin to Cap City Comedy Club and that's where I got started. Yeah. Awesome. And I've been, I've headlined there for 18 years and they moved me from an uh, opener to a headliner for the first time in their history. And they believed in me and that was a big club that had a lot of connections to Hollywood and stuff. Yeah. So I started moving pretty quickly and got a television deal with ABC and Warner Brothers for my own sitcom. When? Out of that, that was, oh Lord, that's been 14 years ago. Oh. And the writer strike hit and it just went dead. Mm -hmm. And I went into a deep depression right? and ate and drank, did everything. I was big and I thought it was going to make it. I, that was all right. Let me tell you all then. Paula <laughs> Dean was going to play my mother. Oh, my God. Stop it. And and I think I mean, it didn't go very far before the writer's strike hit. It got bought by ABC. I did a I did a showcase um, at the Laugh Factory. And, did, you and it was on, did you have a showrunner attached? Um. Yes, Katie Ballard. 
oh, yeah. who had done a lot with Mad Men and yeah. And then, so that didn't make it. And then I had one with Nick at night with Matt Williams that created Roseanne and Home Improvement. Oh. And I had that one. And y'all, in between those things, I would I couldn't get arrested. I would be, have times when nobody booked me, nobody cared. I couldn't get work. And then, but I I had my children, and and then I'd get on a little tour with some other women comics, and we'd do some good dates. And then then I'd get a television deal out of out of Hollywood. And I'd think, to me, being in Knoxville, I'd think, okay, that's a sign. I've got to stay in this. I've got to stay in this. So now I'm on my fourth deal with Sony. This is so typical. I know the story. <laughs> it's it's such a it's so unfortunate such a common story though like where somebody's big and then you're like okay and everyone's like pumping you up and you're like this is okay we're doing it all right and then all of a sudden just you'll get an email that they just pulled the rug out from under you like not a phone yeah. call yeah and so now with this fourth deal I mean I love everybody I'm working with but I don't take it seriously I mean I don't <laughs> not take it seriously but you know I just go yeah. oh whatever Y'all, whatever, because now I'm on the road. I'm on the road, you know, three nights a week, a weekend wow. to like three different states. And now you're, as bad as I've ever been. And what? your kids, your kids are older now, so that also is like make must make it easier to do that. Oh, Danny, is it not? I mean, the timing of it could not have been more perfect. I, and I tell y'all, I was about to quit. Really, I had. Okay, so I was. I was barely getting anything and I'm, you know, 55 years old. This was probably, I was 52, 53. And I, my manager said, Lynn, these Mormon people in Utah are doing this thing called dry bar. And he said, nobody. And it was one of, I was one of the first people that did it. And he goes, nobody will ever see it. Yeah. He goes, you'll make a couple of thousand dollars. He goes, you got that gig. All right, get a load of this. Okay. I was going to Dubuque, Iowa, who the guy that always hires me, I'm, I love him, Little Barry, would hire me to do the Chamber of Commerce. I was doing a Chamber of Commerce, Commerce luncheon. How glamorous is that? I mean, I'm barely making any money. I, honest to goodness, those Dubuque, Iowa people drink so much that at the luncheon, they gave me a mimosa. I had not eaten. I had to go sit on the toilet and put my feet on the ground because the room was spinning. And then I had to go and do a luncheon and I'd gotten a really bad spray tan. Anyway, I, I, I flew to Salt Lake City, had a horrible spray tan, took the shower and all the spray tan came off, except it was on my face and on my shoulders. I had a thyroid nodule that was popping out and I'd gotten a little, little choker from Loft and I and the choker was like cocked up on this thyroid nodule. Anyway, I did this. By the way, Dan Danny is so bar. turned on right now. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> this is like a thyroid I, nodule with a choker. So Danny, I, this I, your this like, words. Can I tell you something? This is the reason <laughs> I love this podcast so much. I like this is like getting to know like you talking. This is the most delightful story I've ever. <laughs> I just like, I just want to be your best friend. Keep going. Yes. Everything you're saying is making me so fucking happy. So go. I can, I can actually just look at your face, Danny. I know you well enough. And I know that you're just in heaven right I'm now. In, like, this is the most joyful <laughs> thing. First of all, it's like, I'm two years older than you are. I'm like, like, so I'm, and I have my, our kids are about the same age. It's like, I'm yes. just like, 
all Katie has three kids too. So I have three kids too. Yeah. So, 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 um, oh, sorry. Okay. So, so I, know, I wish I'd had 10 children, but now they're gone. They've grown up, walked off, and left me with their daddy. But okay, so, that's what we did. I wish I had okay, one. So, but anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> I, like, I don't have hey, any. I have a grandbaby. I've got my new grandbaby. And that baby is yummy, is what I hear. Thank you. Oh, Jenny. I mean, I've seen like, pictures. Oh, just so. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. His name is Charles Wilbur. Get a load of that. How yummy is that? Wilbur. Oh, Charles you know, Wilbur. I'm divorced. When I was married, my father-in-law's name was Wilbur. And I just was like, oh, I could not get enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity to be like, Wilbur? I couldn't wait to call and talk to him. Oh, Wilbur. Is that not yummy? I wonder if they're calling him Wilbur, but he's nine months old. Like, we all go, Charles Wilbur. We're obsessed <laughs> with him. Okay, so... So I go out to. Okay, so we went back to thing. choker on your thyroid, not thyroid. <laughs> I had on a pair of loft jeans. I was fat as mud. I'm, I'm even fatter now, though. But anyway, I, um, they said, bring a top that looks nice on camera. <sighs> so I went and did this. They put me in a hotel. I mean, I'm not trying. I mean, I am talking about the dry bar people, but I stayed in a in a motel that I thought I was going to be raped and killed. Anyway, I just was or kind converted of converted to the Mormonism is usually what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, it was just like, I thought, is this what I'm doing? And my man, <laughs> nobody will ever see it. He goes, you'll get, you'll get a good clip from it that you can use to get corporate work, you know, horrible. <laughs> like when you have to do shows for men that make carpet fiber kind of work. Mm. Yeah. So, so I, and I had not worked enough to work on doing a special. So I think it's horrible. I can't even look at it. I feel like I'm going to vomit when I look at it. But anyway, they released that thing and in my clips, they start putting them out and they go viral. Yeah. And, and everybody's like this dry bar thing, this dry bar thing that gets more views than Netflix special. Yeah. It was crazy. It takes that one thing. It's like that thing that hits and it gets there. And that, that, so that was the moment. And how many years well, ago that, was that? That changed things for me. And, and how it did was I did get a lot of fans. I mean, I went from like my Facebook page. I didn't even know how it worked. Went from like 5,000 to 25,000. And oh. my Instagram was pitiful. And I'd put up pictures of my kids. You know, I didn't know how that worked. I was watching Jenny, what Jenny was doing. And I, she just killed me. Everything she put up, I about died. And then look at her, that pro. (laughs) And then um, Dry Bar gave me, because I've got a, and I love my husband, but he's tight and cheap. And he would say, like, I've got three headshots in 22 years. He was like, you don't need to spend any money on a website. You don't need a better. I don't know how I've stayed in this business because I haven't put a thing toward it. But Dry Bar, I got a lot of work. It was not fun work. I got low paying things. I was, my manager started booking me um, in improvs in like Tampa, Orlando, and I could not sell tickets y'all. With that drum bar, even with those millions of views, I could not sell tickets. And they would all say at the clubs, love her. She's sweet. She doesn't get drunk and fight with people in the parking lot, <laughs> but we, uh, she couldn't sell tickets. And so I honestly thought, okay, I know that my son and his wife are going to want to have a baby soon. And I really was thinking, I'll go to work at Target. I'll go in the back where they have the bedding and that looks fun. I'll put the bedding up on the back 
And um and You'll be the funniest lady in the Target bed department. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I think I would kill Danny. I really do. I would buy all of the bedding for sure. I love all their bedding and all their stuff. So I love a Target. So anyway, I this last ditch effort, I said to my I was watching Nate Bargatze, Jim Gaffigan. I'm huge fans. Uh, I was a huge fan of Jim Gaffigan. All my Brian Regan, but Brian Regan really his social media um, is not. I mean, he's just got such a cult following. But anyway, I started watching what Jim and Nate were doing, and I said to my manager, "I need to hire social media people. They've got somebody doing this stuff, and that's the new newspaper and the new radio, the new, you know." And people told me that fifteen years ago, and I thought that's witchcraft. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, I hired these two little boys i call them little boys they're grown men they've got babies but they are the same age or a little bit older than my boy and i and it was just a fluke how i found these boys and they started they started putting out my clips and there was one clip about me taking my husband to see Def Leppard and journey and how bad everybody looked at the concert and you've seen it danny i have I've i watched it, it right and- before this came on it was like i asked jenny to send me stuff because, and I realized I had seen, like, you're in my queue in other things, because I you, you did, but that, I've referred to that Def Leppard clip, because I went, I, I was like, yes, I, I, a lot of my friends went to Old Cella, I don't know if you heard about Old Cella, but it was yeah. like all the old, and it's like, yes, it's, it's horrible, it, it just made me laugh, I love that bit, the, the most well-observed thing was the idea of, like, people standing up for a little bit, and then, like, just <laughs> sitting down really quick, it's like, I totally get it. When I first saw that clip, what maybe I, I have to ask when that was because I went to that concert in Texas. That it was Def Leppard, Journey, Heart performed, and Danny and I have a special love of Heart. Yes, which that's a whole other thing that we're obsessed thing. with. Anna and Nancy Wilson, we've had Nancy Wilson. Oh, honey, yes, that. I know. I have a bit about. I went to see Nancy and Ann and Joan Jett about two months after the Def Leppard and Journey concert. So they were they were about. I guess that would have been about a year before COVID hit. Oh my God. Oh, so that was, I saw that concert where it was Heart, Def Leppard, Journey, but Journey with the new guy, not with Steve Perry. And it was in the Woodlands, Texas. And I remember going and like people, watching people, the whole crowd not realize that Steve Perry was no longer (laughs) the lead singer. And it was just like this wave of disappointment. I've like never seen before where everyone's like it sounds just like him but like what is happening oh my god this and little bitty man little bitty Mormon man and just with all the energy in the world that I couldn't muster (laughs) if I tried to he had so much energy but what you were saying I remember like I watched that that clip and then I saw I told my sister, I was like, have you seen this? And my sister was like, uh, Leanne Morgan, yeah, I've seen all of her stuff. Like, we're going to grow up. And I was like, this clip? And she goes, yeah, when we were at the lobby bar before the concert where everyone was having drinks before in that move, it was yeah. the whole bar that was like, yeah, we're about to do it. And they were blaring Def Leppard into the lobby bar before we walked in. And weirdly, like, Def Leppard is like the perfect choice of bands for that bit. I know it's true that you went there, but like if I were just conceiving a bit like that, that would be the band I would choose for that bit probably. It was just, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it, it was just like, when I watched that clip and it reminded me of the other ones, I just thought like, I would without a doubt bet on this woman. 
And speaking of betting, that gets us to our sponsor. How's that for a seamless transition? Okay, doing it, Nation. It's sports time. Time for sports games. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. And I know exactly what that means. Oh, I do too. Find your reviews and news of every league, including, get ready, Danny, Major okay. League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports. You love that. Esports and what about golf? What about golf? Guess what? Even golf. Holy moly! Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Oh my god, head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50 that is CLNS50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit can you believe that i can't that's a 50 percent deposit using the code clns five zero bet online where the game starts oh yeah Doing it, Nation. I'm coming to you, Jenny Johnson, comedian, writer, all around, straight up G. I'm about to let you know about Athletic Greens AG1 that I just started taking because now that I'm 44 years old and, you know, mama gets a little tired from time to time. And I'm telling you, this green drink is amazing. I don't want a lot of sugar because I still got to keep my body looking tight. This has low sugar. It tastes great. It helps me sleep at night, another thing I have problems with, and I just feel good all the way around. The most important thing for me is it containing less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. I am forever searching for healthy options, low in sugar and high in taste, and AG1 is the perfect fit for me. It gives me all the energy I need during the day. I get a great night's sleep, and you know what? I look amazing. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I think AG1 does. AG1 is where it's at. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash doing it. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash doing it to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're back. I'm gonna turn off my camera for a second. I need to grab some water and I don't want you to see me dribbling all over myself. But I, I will tell you while Danny's getting a drink that when my love like of heart is like pure, my sister and I like, we were like, oh, we wanted to be like Anna and Nancy Wilson. My sister's name's Amy. I'm like, I wanna play the guitar. I would take my mom's broom and go in the bathroom as a child and practice power kicks. Remember Nancy Wilson's power kicks? Okay, cut to, I don't know how many years later, Hart is playing at the Hollywood Bowl. Danny, Danny and I go to this concert and I have the video, I'll send it to you, Leanne, when we're done. We could maybe attach it, but one of my favorite things was crazy on you. And you know, Nancy, does that acoustic and she <laughs> plays her heart out. And I know the moment that she's gonna hit that power kick. Don't and I was rec- recording with my phone and I got, I didn't even realize I did it until after the concert and went back to look. I'm recording her the whole time. And the moment she goes to do the power kick, 
it came over me, I had to power kick too. I power kick, <laughs> drop my phone, you know, like kick and then put my phone back up. So like I recorded everything but the power kick. Like I missed but, the thing. But she drops <laughs> her phone during the power kick. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to record didn't record because I was feeling it so much that I had to go and power kick. <laughs> And then we had Nancy Wilson on the podcast and I'm like, okay, let me tell you. And then one time, Nancy, you high-fived me at a concert back in 2005 at, in Houston somewhere. And she was just, she tolerated us. She, she looks good. good. She Nancy looks, looks good. She, she looks, looks fantastic. Yes. She does. Oh, wow. You met her. Lord have mercy. Y'all had her on. Yeah, oh, she... my God. We had her and we had Ann Murray on. Ann Murray? Yeah. yeah the songbird? Yeah. We had yeah, from Canada? I wanted to yeah, cry. We, yeah, she, she hit us up from what's Saskatchewan or whatever she Yeah, we're was, an international show. I don't know if you know that. We'll even go as far I as I knew Canada. it was a big deal. I knew it was a big deal. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. a, it, it's a big deal. I want to go back to like this. Okay. I was thinking about you and I was thinking about like when you were talking about getting your deals, because I think like both Jenny and I have talked about this extensively, and especially like when Jenny first came here, I was sort of reliving people's promises. When you come here and you're both like like so you're you know jenny's from texas you're from the south but like even being from new jersey i think the thing that shocked me about los angeles the most was like when i was in new york and new jersey and the east coast when something when i wasn't going to get a job i was aware of it like people said yeah it didn't work out this time you know it's like okay you know keep trying whatever you know but they were nice but it was that and in the south i'm sure it's like yeah you're great it's like, maybe not that next time out here People like stay to your, we love you. You're the next. And if you're not from here, you foolishly believe that when people say, we love you, this is going to be a, this is a done deal, that that means that they love you and that this is a done deal. And, and so, and it was bad from New Jersey and New Jersey is a little like more cynical, certainly than the South. I, what was that? I mean, what did you, I, I, what was it like? Did you it go over and over in your head? Did I hear that wrong when that was happening? Was that a hard adjustment for Hollywood? Just curious. Or did you always yes. just think maybe it was horseshit the whole did you time? You always just have, no, you have a bullshit meter at all. No, I was, I thought this, especially my very first one with Paula Dean attached and mm -hmm. Warner Brothers, it was Tom Warner mm -hmm. and, um, you know, ABC bought it before we could get out of the parking lot. Right. And I, and I had had a showcase at Laugh Factory and I knew I had, I had done well. I knew I'd done well. It was one of those things in my career where I thought I just killed that. Yeah. And I, and, um, I thought I was on top of the world and people were calling and wanting to do interviews with me and all that. And then one day they just call and they go, what's over? There's a, there's a writer's strike. I was like, and I, and my husband bought me a dog, this old bingle that's laying down here snoring to help me get through it because I was devastated. I thought that that was it. And in, and me as a comedian growing up, my idea of stardom is a sitcom. My, you know, I wanted to be Ray Romano, Roseanne. I, you know, that was my dream, Tim Allen. And then, so that, when that ended, I, I was devastated. I think I went into a, a, a clinical depression. I understand. And then I got the second deal and thought, Matt Williams, it created Roseanne Home Improvement. Nick at Night came after me. Yeah. They gave us money to shoot a pilot. What happened with that? Matt Williams said, 
Um, you know, Leanne, I think there, this is more of a, like a Ken's Disney skunk is uh, loose in the, in the living room kind of thing. And he goes, and I don't do that. And you, can you trust me? And I said, yeah. So we took it from Nick at night. And I think it may have gone with, I say that, you know, I don't know. And yeah. then, then TV land wanted it. And then they, I knew the minute they said, yeah, we want it. They held on to it for nine months and I knew in my heart, they don't want this. They don't want it. And I don't know what they're doing, but they don't want this. Yeah. And I feel like every, I think people are, when I come out to LA and we pitch in, in meetings, I think people are fascinated by me. I think they think, oh, look at her, like an animal in the wild kind of yeah. look at her. And, but I don't know if, I don't know what is, it's just, but I know people that have had nine deals and didn't get anything, you know? So and it never like I, it, it just like it makes you feel better. Like I and I oh, I now hate myself when I get my hopes up. But like I, I just did a uh, um, I, I over the over the pandemic I got Matt Kevin Nealon and I wrote a pilot together for him, and it was like and it's something like he's a lovely guy, and we wrote you know I don't like most things I write. I mean I'm very like I I, I always think I'm a fraud. This thing we wrote together was absolutely it's my favorite thing I've written in years really funny everybody loved it all the way through I guess except the one person who could put it on the air which had bought it and you know never got made and honestly I was just talking to him the other day and we're like it still hurts it's right. like it, it, because it's like it really like when you, you you know it just in order to invest in these things and do all the work that you've done and Jenny you've been through yeah. you've been through this we put our, I know we put our heart and soul into these things and the only way you can do good work is to care and believe in it yeah like you can't just do it like oh I don't care I'm just gonna do because otherwise it's not good right like but, I went through a thing of like okay I just went into everything being skeptical because I have like the most pessimistic mom who's just like prepped me for but to the point that like I remember Danny like you were telling me like the first pilot I wrote you're like don't get like you know super like you, you explain everything I'm like I'm already going into this assuming it won't go and then each pilot that I would sell every year I started giving a shit even less and then at some point I was like maybe I should care like a little bit like because <laughs> I think my work was starting to be affected where I'm just like hmm, send it in and I'm sure they're gonna pass and who cares and but you have to like you can't get your hopes up but there's some weird line like to care but not like treat it like it's your baby you know, I know. <laughs> well somebody told me a long time ago when uh, during my first one they said it'll be easier to win the lottery than to get it on television and that was a good way for me to look at it i have always yeah. thought of it that way afterwards and then brian dorfman who is um without that concert and on zanies in nashville and all these clubs yeah. across the united states who i love yeah. he's from Chicago and he tells it like it is and every time I'd go to Zanies and I would say I've got a television down and he'd say it means nothing Leanne it means nothing and I would be like why are you you know and why do you kill my dreams and then now I get what he's saying and then he yeah. said to me uh before I got this tour he goes Leanne it's all about live it's all about live performance Look at Jim Gavin, look at Nate Borgansi. And they, you know, Nate has had television deals, one right after another. But so yeah. I know I knew the last mind. one. I knew people who worked on that one. It was like, and you know, and yeah. he's like right now, you know, he's the hottest thing. And it's like, and he didn't get on the air. It's like, it's like yeah and by the way jim gaffigan like danny and i are huge fans like we know jim and he's great and i am such a huge fan of nate yeah like 
I mean, and I, with you and Nate and Jim and everything, it's like, it's clean comedy. It's not, you know, I have to, the compliment that I really, like, I think you're so funny, but Nate, you, Jim, you'll watch your whole special and you don't even realize it's clean because you're that good at just telling, you know, like sometimes people are like, oh, I just watched a clean comedy show. <laughs> like, but, you know, watching Nate and you, I, is that something that you always like made it a point you didn't want to ever like? Um, you know, I just, I think because I was a mama and I, yeah. I, there was part of me that didn't want to say anything that I didn't want them to say, mm -hmm. but it was also, it, I just don't, I think that way. I love, I love uh, blue comics and I, and I'm big fans of, I love Amy Schammer, Dave Chappelle, yeah. um, uh, I mean, I can't, I'm drawing a blank, but I love, I don't mind that. I think I love that. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't come from me. That's not how I, right. how I write. In your everyday life, you do you use language? No. You don't? Uh-uh. No. And I, that, I projected that onto my children. And let me tell you, my little mom and daddy would never say anything ugly. And they would always say, my great-grandmother, we called big mama and she was tiny. But they would say, oh, Big Mom would say, oh, you don't need to use that kind of language. I just remember everybody, they were they were kind of, my people were kind of superstitious. It was like Methodist country, Methodist that, oh, don't oh, I'm Methodist too. <laughs> Wait, forgiveness. You know, Jenny, it was yeah. about forgiveness. It's, um, but I, it but was, it's like, hey, you're fine. You're good. You're fine. You're fine. But it was like, <laughs> don't say ugly words. And there was no alcohol. Oh no, that didn't work in my household. <laughs> Look, I, I, I say the same thing to my little fuckers. Um, <laughs> you know when the, you know when they're not all, you know look when they're not all fucked up on yeah. booze. I, I'll I, I'll tell my daughters and say, "What the fuck? You're yeah. acting like a couple little bitches." But yeah. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you two pieces of shit. Oh, <laughs> Actually, my kids, I think in a re in response to me, are more like you. Because the way to rebel against me, especially one of my daughters, is she never curses. She's never had a drink, and it's like, and I've, I've done it all. This, <laughs> I uh, look at me. This doesn't. I'm actually 30. 28 years old. <laughs> I'm 30, but you know whatever. Well, uh, Danny, I've done it all, honey, and I think that that I think I was so. I've done it all, and I and I had I made horrible decisions in the 80s. When I tell you I made out with all the Jewish boys at the University of Tennessee, I did. Jewish, I Italian, I mean, I I was out smoking uh, in a club, honey, making horrible decisions, horrible. And I and I guess when by the time I had children, I just didn't want them to be going down the road and having a horrible memory like I did in vehicles. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I no, don't no. know. But I just, that's I'm, sure those, I'm sure those Jewish men said, the same about you. They said, look, I found the woman who would most piss off my booby. Um, yeah. You know, like this was, this like, is, this is going to get back at my mom. Yeah. When I showed this, this, like this, this, this tall blonde haired Southerner. <laughs> it's like, what better revenge? I wish, I wish I met you then. I could have really stuck it to my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. My uh, parents actually, I grew up, they never cursed ever curse. So you see really? how well that turned out for me. Like maybe they should have like, just fired away yeah. like sailors and and that would I do have a question like as a as an east coast guy for you and and uh you know i live on the coast but like do you notice a difference because you're 
you're so funny. And I, I totally say, get what Jenny is saying, when, especially when I think about you and Nate. I get through your stuff and I don't, and then I realize, wait, are you guys clean comics? Because it didn't occur to me that you were clean because it's just so entertaining. And it's not like you're not talking about real stuff, but right. you just don't rely on that. But do you notice a difference? Like when you play a place like, it, you know, say you're in New York or you're in Chicago or you're in Los Angeles, or do you, do you notice differences between those audiences and traditionally like, you know, when, then when you're playing Nashville or Texas or, it, 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 is there a, is there a difference to those theaters or because for me when I watch you I am so I think I told you this before we're recording you're, you offer a perspective that is so different from my upbringing but it's also completely relatable Nate does the exact same thing where I didn't grow up with those sort of rules or mores but like I've been in that position in a relationship I've been to that concert as an old person and I'm getting to hear it from a completely different point of view is that what you find with people or um yeah I feel like it's no different when it, wherever I go. Now I use some colloquialisms that people don't understand, and but I think what I talk about, I do have a thick accent, but I talk I about things that everybody can relate to. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, you, the women when I did that Laugh Factory showcase, that was um, Sultans of Comedy Night, okay. and we walked up, and my producer said. Sultans of comedy. I, I don't know what what does that mean. And I go, is that my kids watch a Disney movie with Aladdin? Is that mean? What do you? We realized it was Middle Eastern night. Yeah. And I thought I was going to have explosive diarrhea and pass out. And I and it was all these and y'all may not know these comedians. Gold Gilda the Mean Turk. Gilda. It was Basil the Armenian. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Peter the Persian. They all had a title. Yeah. Like that. Okay. And it's so weird at the Laugh Factory when they do that. And it's like, it's Asian Wednesday. It's going to be Latina, whatever. I'm like, would well, you just book everyone, a little bit of everybody? But, but I love about the, but I love well, it. Imagine they put me in that lineup. In, oh, on I've Eastern been in that lineup before, but not on a <laughs> showcase. And it's like, did y'all realize that I am not? But, but, uh, really but I was freaked out. But what we realized was that all these little women from the Middle Eastern felt fat in their pants. Yeah. They right. had to prostitute their self to their husband for children's shoes. <laughs> they all feel the same way, you know? I, yeah. And we realized that night. It was not, a, I'm not really a Southern comedian. I don't talk about Southern stuff, really. Well, That's like beautiful. what you do, and you were talking about like Roseanne and everything, and Danny actually wrote on Roseanne back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my darling. Did you know Matt? I did not. Matt was well, already gone. <laughs> And that was gone. I think I was there season five. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he wasn't there long, I don't think. No one's there long. I was also <laughs> not there long. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you heard, it was not the greatest place to work. But anyway, go on. I was going to say, like, Roseanne, when she did, you know, The Tonight Show that first time. Yes. Went up, and it was like, that set, you know, and how hard is that to do on, here's five minutes, and we're going to go over and give you note after note, you know, but she just... It wasn't where she was from. It was that she just hit a chord with so many people. And that, I feel like, is what you do. I mean, it's not right. just because you're from you, It's like because you, you know, people can relate to it. And when you say something on stage, like, I love the feeling if I go, oh, when I was growing up and I will say what my parents did and the whole place was like, thank you. You know, <laughs> like, it's such a rewarding, like, feeling. And I feel like every time I've 
Danny, I sent you one of the clips of the cheerleading competition. Oh my God. With the girls dressed up, the little girls as whores. I, I, Danny's I, daughter was like a fucking for real gymnast. And you went to all that shit. <laughs> I went, my daughter was an actual gymnast. And the, the difference between, because I, I used to say this to people, the difference between going the kids who were in the gymnastics competitions and the ones who were in the cheerleading, the professional cheerleading competition was the whore factor. <laughs> They're both doing crazy stuff that's going to stuff. Like my freaking daughter was like, she was so competitive. She was like pre-Olympic stuff. Thank God she hurt her wrist because like she hurt her wrist in, in, in high school. And it was like, she was out of gymnastics for like one month, finally got her period, grew three inches. <laughs> what that fucking sport was doing to her. And I'm sitting there. It was, it's crazy. So I understand. Yeah, my baby only did it. She didn't know how to tumble, and but she could throw little children up in there, and she's strong as a mule. And so we were kind of like rock stars, but it wasn't because she knew what she was doing. It's just she never dropped anybody. But yeah, that that's a whole that that clip because that was not on dry bar. My little social media guys put that one out, put Def Leppard and Journey out, and there and it was a spark. And I could feel it. I, I could physically feel something happening. And I said to my husband, we were moving a child into Manhattan into an apartment. And I said, this is getting shared a lot. And I think something's happening. And everybody just blew me off and, you know, grab that luggage and keep your mouth shut. You know, so I just, and, then, <laughs> and I said, and I knew something was happening. And I said to my kids and they're all grown, but I said, do y'all want this or if you don't want it, I'll stop yeah. it. But you need to tell me. But it and it felt, it felt right to me that it was happening. But at the same time, I've been through that whole fraud, imposter. They're gonna find me out. Yeah. But yet, it felt like it was supposed to happen. Right. It's been weird. It's been a weird. I've listened to a lot of podcasts of Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and not that I'm Matthew McConaughey, but I but he went through that, and I'm I'm trying to. What are people? What does it feel like? Because all of a sudden, it was just like this, you know, I went from 25,000 to 1.3 million. Now, they tell me my Instagram's pitiful. So, I, but I don't know. To me, it's, um, but I, during the pandemic, I think I got the tour before the pandemic and I thought, well, it's over. Okay, fine. I, it happened and now there's going to, the COVID. Yeah. And then I started just doing little videos on the back porch and talking about what I cooked. And it's, and it grew even That's from cool. that. Yeah. But I think people just wanted, I guess people just wanted real. Yeah. Somebody just real, no makeup on, talking about what they cooked. Yeah. But they're fun and, and they're not a butthole, you know? I think yeah. that. And when you have too many people telling you you're not doing your Instagram, it's your Instagram. Like, there's no wrong, you know, way of doing it. Like, if to me, the, the most endearing thing is when. A person you know you tweet what you want to tweet instead of like tweeting to the masses and thinking you're gonna get uh, likes because you're gonna go hey what everyone else said about 9-11 you're like yeah everyone said about 9-11 or you're just trying to get likes and retweets you know uh, but like when you uh -huh. post everything is so genuine on your instagram so whoever's telling you that is full of shit they're wrong <laughs> and you're and you're also i told you those theaters look full to me so yeah. um i think you're I, I i think you're doing i think you're doing fine um uh, anything, uh, so you have, are you, do you have a script with this? I want to get to what you're up to now before we yes. do our recommendations, but do you have a, a script that you're working on for the Sony deal? 
Yes, there's, I have writers and they have, um, we're, uh, have not pitched yet, but we, we're, we have, they have the idea and the, you know, all that stuff y'all talk about. I don't know all that arc. They yes. have all that, you know, episodes and all that. We've been working on it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and they're darling, darling. I like the premise. You know, there's been times when I've had writers and, and I've loved all my writers, but I thought this doesn't make sense, but I didn't have the guts to go. Yeah. And I think, cause I am from the South and from Tennessee, yeah. I was like, Oh, I love it. And then, but this one feels right to me, but who knows, who knows y'all? And is anybody watching television? Right. Well, you know, it's watching in streaming form and maybe it's hard for network, but maybe you never know where there's a home, but I will say this. It's really good. Like those, the failures you had leading up to this, because what you just said is very valid. It's like, there were things you didn't like before that, you know, you would have gone along with and had those gone on and failed because you didn't believe like that would have been on, like they can have all the ideas they want. Ultimately it's your face up there. It's your show and you will take the blame. Like yeah. we, well, they'll walk away from it. And so I think it makes you smarter. I think whatever you're working on, I have no doubt will be better because of it, whether it goes or not. So that, I mean, that's my Pollyanna. Yeah. But, but I, think but I can right totally relate to that Southern thing because like it's hard to say like you're oh I'm sorry like <laughs> that's you know where I'm like I should be grateful to be here and I should say please and thank you for having me and send a thank you note <laughs> like you know to speak up because you're told to not do that growing up <laughs> and yes. when you feel out of your element too like oh I'm God. sitting that's in here so every day I, I wake up I'm just so grateful I'm a, a you know a mediocre middle-aged white man because I have all this confidence and no one can, you know. Um, and, like, um, I have none, like in the South, like my parents were like, no, you're gonna do something sooner or later. We're just waiting. Like we don't brag on our kids. Danny, you met my mom, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> She's, she barely like, acknowledges you're disgusting. I'm like, you've never- She barely acknowledges you're related. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Corky. Shout um, out to Corky. Um, Anything else you are promoting? Are you like any cities you're going to be in in the next uh, that you want to talk about? Um, when will this come out? And I'll tell y'all. A guy? When will this puppy come out? It's actually coming out tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Well then, okay, y'all, get a load of where I'm going this weekend. Columbus, Ohio, Thursday night. Wow. Uh, which, what is that? September the... 18th, I think. 18th. And then I will be in Richmond, Virginia. Ooh. On the 19th, and then I'm in Baltimore, Maryland on the 20th. Holy and God. then the weekend after that, in Baltimore at a theater, and I'm no, oh God, I don't know. And I don't know, they can look up liammorgan.com. It's terrible. I'm 55, Jenny, and I've lost my mind, and I, th I don't know where I'm going. Okay, and then the next weekend, this is a, one of those full circle things. I'm going to be in Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas. And I used to dream about, oh, who all's getting to be in the moon tower and they wouldn't have me come and clean the toilet. Oh. And I'm going to get to be in the moon tower comedy festival. And then yes. go on from there to New Orleans and Tampa. Y'all, can y'all believe they're having shows in New Orleans? But they are. They want to have them. And Earth, Wind & Fire is going to be there around the time I am. And oh they are God. going and doing, honey. I know. Well, we're going to link your website um, on our, um, on our, uh, with the podcast. So people should definitely check you out and you have to let us know when you're out here. 
I, and I am coming to Los Angeles and they, they're going to announce all these new dates in later this fall because I, I have a hundred city deal across the United States. Wow. And so I've only hit, I mean, I haven't even hit 50. So there, there there'll be more coming and I'm going everywhere. And well, I'm we always walking. expect VIP seats. Um, yeah, great and those treatment. big panties are going to be stretched across this great <laughs> country of ours. That's amazing. I'm so... <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm amazed too. I'm amazed every day. That I'm, moon tower thing, I'm with you on that. I'm still like, that's still a, a, a dream to like, I mean, you know, for like a Texas person, like, oh my God, that's so awesome. And you're like up there too. You're like the like headlining basically moon tower. I saw your, cause you know, when they do the comedian's names big and then they just peter off and get small. <laughs> it's like the first act of Coachella and yeah. then you get down to the bottom and it's like, uh, yeah, Pete's tomato. <laughs> your neighbors that you grew up next door to are at the very bottom, you know, like. <laughs> well, I wonder though, Jenny, I've, I've thought, I've been all these Tom Segura and um, Maria Bamford, even though I've met Maria and she was darling, but uh, years ago, but I, but I think all the, David Tell, I bet they're going, who is that woman with those estrogen filled breasts <laughs> in that maxi dress with that thyroid nodule? Who is that? I bet they're like, where did she come from? You know, but I've been doing out there for 22 years, but I know I, what has, I haven't, I would love to be Jenny Johnson. I really would. Oh, I would what love is. to be Morgan. Trust me. <laughs> I will we trade. We'll do a, you know, Freaky Friday thing or something. <laughs> I Fortune Feimster and I, I, she had me feature for her in Sacramento last weekend. Yes. And we were talking about you. I was like, Oh, she's gonna do the podcast. I didn't know you were Methodist because Fortune and I both are Methodists. <laughs> and we were discussing our we should just wear like acolyte robes when we walk out. <laughs> Thanks, but oh, I know, honey. I was in the Youth Methodist Fellowship and I did oh, horrible wow. things in the parking lot of the MYF. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. But we were in the country, there was nothing else to do. So I made out with everybody in my MYF. All right, and I love Fortune Themester, and I think I met her years ago in Austin, and I and she, I love her. And when she goes, Tim, I've often thought, is Fortune doing me? And I know that's egotistical because I, because I know that she probably doesn't know anything about me, but I think because she'll go that Tim, and and she's oh. sitting there with that, you know, a one piece bathing suit on, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is that me? Is she doing me? <laughs> but I love her. Oh, I'm a big fan of hers. That's so fun that you got to go with her. You need to go with me then. You need Anytime. to go with me. Bring me We're not even recording this. this. That's what this whole podcast was about. <laughs> you getting Jenny on tour with you. Danny, yeah, you I, can come too. I, I, I did a clean set last night for like the first time I tried. You to did a clean set. It. I haven't seen, I don't think I've even had a clean conversation with you in Oh, years. you haven't. There's no way that you have. I, I know, so I that's amazing. But I was like, I want to see if I can do it. I was with Jay Leno at Flappers. Oh, that's did cool. you do it, Jenny? I did. But I mean, I said like hell, but I replaced Oh, that's that. okay. We just perfect. don't want, I just, you can say stuff like that. I don't want anybody talking about there. And I have to spell it P-U-S-S-Y. Well, that, okay. So I, if I would ever use that word, it's like, oh, that person's being a <laughs> like I never talk about like my own so, like I don't do that like it's yeah. it's like every your own is, like, oh this fucking guy like it's <laughs> like that's how you know but I didn't realize I said it as much as I do until 
Well, we're, we're at that point in the show before we end, we like to talk about stuff we watch and have liked and uh, over the last week or the pandemic, or there's, are there things like, like you're on the road that like, what's your go-to? What are you, what are you enjoying on? Yes. Yeah, Danny. Okay. The other two. Oh, we love it's that. My favorite thing right now. Oh, I've loved it. And I've watched it over and over when I'm, when I'm lonely, when I'm in the, on the road and I think, you know, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to know what the world's yeah. burning down. I go to the other two. I enjoy White Lotus because I'm a big Molly Shannon fan. Yes. Oh. And I thought White Lotus was fascinating, Love twisted, it. fascinating. Um, and I loved Ted Lasso. That's been sweet to watch. Fantastic. But I, the other two, that's my sense of humor. Have you seen Hacks? Yes, I loved Hacks. Yeah. yeah. Like we burned through that too quick, though. Yeah. yeah. I, love that. I think HBO Max has got great stuff on right now. Holy they really do. Other two was my a recent discovery. I only recently binged it like within the last two weeks. And then like, I'm now like, oh, when's the next one coming on? It's so good. So I've been telling you forever to watch it. You're I, like, okay, I will. I know, I, 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 I was slow to it. <laughs> and y'all, nobody knows about that. I know. And I, and I tell people all the time, I told my kids and they were like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Cause I was, I had, I was a huge fan of baskets. Oh and yeah. And my kids would watch it with me and they were like, yeah. But I knew, I know Martha. Yeah. Um, from Austin, Texas, and I yeah. and I'm a huge Louis Anderson fan. Oh, he's and that it's transcended that part. It's so good. So, Danny, yeah. So those are the kind of shows I like. What are y'all watching? Give me yeah. something I can watch. You want to go or I'll go? I'll go. I just right because it's pretty simple. Like, yeah. Oh, you go, Jenny. Because well, watch I it'll be the same thing. It usually is. Well, uh, no, because like, there's nothing that much. It's nothing new. I just like I'm. I am my. It's the other two, and for me, the other one is what we do in the shadows on FX. I, I, it's been so good. Do you know this show? No. Oh my god! It's um, it's almost like it's a, um, a documentary, mockumentary style about some vampires living in Staten Island, um, and it was based on a movie that was done in New Zealand by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Jermaine created the tv show here and it is it's beyond brilliant it's so small you'd think like a vampire show would be like you know all this big it's so little stories about these characters fucking up they're all petty and yeah it's like you see some vampire like coming out of a coffin and everything that's real dramatic and it's like who left the cup out on the table and didn't put a coaster you know it's like it just all of a sudden ruins like <laughs> everything is just very small and petty and the jokes are really precise so i'm watching that i was very happy to see uh, john oliver back in the studio last night because i enjoy i enjoy him okay. quite a bit and um and this is like I, I, i'm it's a reluctant recommendation because i'm pretty sure it's not good but it's brilliantly acted and it's just soapy and fun but is nine perfect strangers on hulu melissa mccarthy is so good in it yeah, I, I just I, I I would recommend it just for that. I watched okay. the, yeah, I watched the pilot of that and I was like, I think I was wanting to watch something a little more fun because it was like right before I was going to sleep and it felt like, oh, these people are going to like a like a wellness retreat. Yeah. All their different issues. And I was like, I've got enough. I don't need <laughs> Yeah, I mean it takes a weird <laughs> turn. I mean it has a weird turn with like hallucinogenics and shit like that, but it's like, but it's um I don't know. I'm like I'm swept up, so. Yeah. 
How I about you, Jenny? So what I just started watching was only Murders in the Building on Hulu. I'm dying to see that. Okay, so that's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and then Selena Gomez wisely cast because yeah, this is going to go. Oh, these two old guys. We need like oh Selena Gomez, like a young hot <laughs> person. Yeah. To, but it is okay. The pilot, and I rarely laugh at pilots. Pilots yeah. are always like a hard episode to you know like to make funny, but they're in this building. It's a very, very upscale building. There's a murder, but these three individual people who live separate from each other are obsessed with a podcast. It's almost like that serial podcast. And they begin thinking they can solve what happened, but you realize, oh, they also have these little secrets, each individual one. And so it, the pilot kind of leaves you with this cliffhanger of like, okay, this person, did he kill himself? Did he not? What the hell's going on with these three? So it's- And I heard Martin Short's brilliant in it. He is. He's always brilliant, but yeah, he plays like sort of like Broadway director, and Steve Martin plays some like washed up, you know, sitcom actor from the early eighties. Oh my gosh, y'all! Okay, I'm on fire because I'm always looking for something. Yeah, give it a whirl. I I think you'll I think y'all both like it. The mayor from Easttown, Easton. Oh my god, that was great. That was great, but the first episode, I remember thinking, I can't do this. That's how I I felt. I didn't get past it. Yeah, you had to muscle. Well, you you got to go back, Danny. You got to okay, go, go back. You got to go back, and you'll pull through, and then you'll be like hooked on it, and you'll you'll binge. You'll be up all night. You'll order Jimmy John's. You got to. I mean, you got to do it because it is wonderful. But that first episode's heavy. Yeah, that's how I felt. Better. I know. It's, I heard that. I will. I but I felt the same way too. I had to muscle through, it. and it because it was like every Sunday night instead of just like binge. I bet if I was just me binging it. I probably would have bailed on it. Yeah. Because it was every Sunday, I was like, all right, I'll give it another okay, shot. Yeah, I'll report okay. back. What do y'all think about um, the morning show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston? I'm looking forward to that coming back out. I really like that. I thought that, that was, was another great. one that people told me like got better. I, I watched the first two episodes of it mm-hmm. and was not drawn in at all personally. And I talked to a couple of people who also felt that way. And then later came back to me and said, you have to keep watching. It will yeah. draw you in. And so I'm going to, those are the two shows I'm going to go back to. Yeah. I had a hard time starting it because I was a TV news producer and I produced a morning show for so long. And I'm like, I have a hard time watching something that I used to do because people get it incorrect. Where you're like, that doesn't happen. People don't say that or don't, you know, like you get like, like shitty about it. And I'm like, okay, let me get my you know ass off my shoulders and watch this and i'm like oh they actually did a really great job and it 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 kind of they don't say it but it's like it mirrors what matt lauer did yeah that's what i heard and it's really like whoa they're just saying it without saying it you know like oh he's back at his house at the hampton like everything is exactly what happened with that scandal so that's kind of yeah it yeah. is to me too, honey. That fascinated okay, well, me because I was fascinated by that whole thing. We'll definitely okay. watch the that. The houses are like the penthouse that they all live in is also sick. Like where Jennifer <laughs> Aniston's, like I love when like a good set and a good quote, like the wardrobe, amazing. Okay, oh, for cashmere. Yeah. I will check it out. But, it, and so, and you should all check it out. But what you should really check out is, what's the website again, Leanne? LeanneMorgan.com. So easy to remember. Please check her. This is a national treasure, goddammit. 
and she won't say God damn it on stage, but I will say it right the fuck here. She's yeah. a national treasure. Um, thank you for doing our show. Yeah, thank you so much. This was such a treat. I could just literally sit here and keep talking to you. Yeah, I can't oh, wait. I, I wish that I lived near y'all because we would be best friends. Would I we not that. be best friends and we could talk about television shows and what we ate? We when you come out here, we're going to make that happen. Absolutely. I would love that, y'all. I've had a ball. And it really means, like, I felt like a cool kid. Thank y'all. Oh, we feel cool <laughs> with you as well. I just feel I'm happy to be here. That's me, too. me too. Me <laughs> too. Thank you, do, thank you, Doing It Nation. You're welcome. We really delivered this week. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week.